Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series, encouraging both young people and second career folks to consider church work vocations. And today we head to Concordia University Ann Arbor. Our guest is the Reverend Dr. Theodore Hopkins, Associate Professor of Theology, Program Director for Pre-Seminary and Family Life Ministry at Concordia University Ann Arbor. Dr. Hopkins, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thank you so much for having me. So share with us today as we look forward to digging into the topic of directors of family life ministries, what is the work of a director of family life ministries today in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod? Yeah, you know, Andy and Sarah, it really is a great question. I often find myself going to congregations and having to tell them anew what family life ministry is. It is not particularly well known across the, the LCMS. And fundamentally, directors of family life ministry, they serve in this auxiliary way, like a DCM or a DCE. But DFLMs focus on two main areas. The, the first is the home. So there at the home, the DFLM supports marriages and families, helping them to, to grow strong, especially as they equip the home to be that center of faith development. And then the second area, it's the congregation itself, building up the congregation as a faith family and developing strong relationships across generations in an individual congregation. And so in the second area, DFLMs often serve specific age ministries, so as well as this other broad stuff. Things like leading children's ministry, leading youth ministry, and they certainly are equipped to do these things. But the key for a DFLM, I think, is that church and home are understood to be partners, raising children and really building faith across all ages. So what is your role in this? How do you help to prepare these young people to serve in that role? Yeah, it's a great question. I've only been serving as this director of a family life ministry now for about two years. That's really where I've been a partner in this. And as the, as a director, I'm in charge of the curriculum. I'm in charge of what courses our students take, objectives, outcomes, things like that, kind of the nuts and bolts of the program. Where I interact with students the most is I work with our potential students in helping them to understand what the program is and try to encourage them to come to Ann Arbor because I think the program is awesome and this is a wonderful place for, for growing into ministry. And then I also teach our, our internship and practicum courses. Most of our course content, though, is taught by our family life professor, Josh Kittleman, who himself was a DFLM for about 15 years. How does a director of family life ministries interact or serve alongside other church work professionals? How does this vocation intersect with other church work vocations? Yeah, this is a good question too. In many ways, a lot of our auxiliary offices have quite a bit of overlap. And that's true about DFLMs too. So like I mentioned before, the how DFLMs are also equipped to do age-specific ministries. So that, that's like, as I mentioned, children's ministry and youth ministry. And there, when a DFLM is, is doing that, they're doing very similar work to 
at least when I grew up, we had a DCE that led our, our youth ministry. And so we'll have DFLM certainly doing that kind of work. And there's even, I think, even a, a connection to the DCO, the director of, of Christian outreach kind of position in that I think with DFLMs, when, when we are really serving well, the DFLM position is building up a strong Christian home that can be a light to the world. Like what a beautiful thing that can be where children, parents, grandparents, all of us focused in on, on our faith, understanding the scripture, knowing the gospel of Jesus Christ, how he died and rose for sinners like me, like you, like all of us, and then helping them to share that message. Maybe it's part of the work of generosity, even, you know, think of a home that has like walls, more like a sieve, uh, right? Like where the, the walls are permeable. And so a generous home that's inviting in the neighbors and the home can be that place that is the center of, of a meal, not just for the family, but for the neighborhood even. And there, that opportunity to be that light to the world. Hey, that, that's something that really gets me excited about anyway. But, but I'm, I'm back to your question. Another place where I think DFLMs have a lot of synergy is in schools. And I, I experienced this firsthand. So my own congregation, St. Paul in Ann Arbor, we have a, a Lutheran day school, as well as a director of family life ministry who works there. And I saw it last year with my, my oldest son, he's in fifth grade, and talking about some of the difficult issues of our time, like sexuality. This is where like, so the school and the work of the DFLM really partnered in a great way. Because a lot of those difficult issues, it seems to me that teachers often act as the first line of defense in those things, at least when we have a Lutheran day school. And then the DFLM gets a chance to serve as a resource for the teachers to help them to, to understand these difficult issues from a position of Holy Scripture and to then teach them to parents and children at the same time. So with my own congregation, when we were dealing with the, the, this challenging issue of sexuality there, we had a DFLM and our associate pastor kind of split up the, the fifth grade class between boys and girls to talk through these things. And, and then like the best part of this is they talked about, you know, healthy and holy sexuality from a scriptural perspective. And then from my angle, the best part was when that then came home to me and my wife. And so our DFLM, Alexi, she was able to then be a, a resource for us to continue those conversations and discussions at home. She offered for us a couple of books that we could look through and have those, those kind of difficult conversations with our son. And I mean, I can't say that was fun talking about those difficult things. I mean, you know how this is, but it was really important and a wonderful opportunity where the, the work of the DFLM, I think, was really highlighted and why it can be so valuable to provide these kind of resources to Christian parents. By the, by the way, Sarah and Andy, I wanted to, to mention to you like the importance of the need for the DFLM that I didn't get a chance to say before. Because I was looking at some recent Barna research and Christian parents, they really desire their children to have this lasting faith. But most of them don't know how to do it. They don't know how to disciple their children, especially in a post-Christian age. And so precisely here is where the director of family life ministry I think can be at its best. So directors of family life ministry don't teach students or, or don't, don't try to just take over the instruction of children, I should say, but they want to be that support and resource for parents so they can equip them 
for doing faith formation at home, for modeling the faith, teaching the faith. And so that our Christian life is not just lived on Sunday morning, but rather throughout the week. That is such a beautiful thing when it takes place. Can you talk a little bit more about that partnership that you mentioned? I, I like that that idea of having the church and the family in this in this partnership together because that that is an important relationship, especially as as you've said through through the story you just told us. What does that partnership look like when a DFLM is is able to bridge that gap? Yeah, that 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 is a wonderful question, Sarah. I think it can look a lot of different ways for one thing. I, I mentioned how it happened in my own in my own school, seeing our DFLM Le Lexi do those things. Some other ways it takes place. And another one, I'm just going to speak from experience here, where, and we've done this with both our son and our daughter, is like milestone ministries. I don't know if you've ever heard of milestone ministries, uh, but it's like highlighting certain times of life so like the one I'm thinking of here is we do it in either second or third grade. It's like as students are, or young people, I should say, are just learning how to read. And so like in church, this is where the partnership really becomes apparent, I think, is in church we have this time of where parents give a Bible to their kids and they offer a blessing, read some scripture. And my, my wife and I just did this for our daughter. I think it was the beginning of this year, might have, might have been the end of last year. And so we, we read for, for her from Isaiah 55, you know, just as the, the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it empty, but rather water the earth. And so shall my word be that comes out from my mouth, God says. And it is so reading for her that, giving her Bible, praying over her, and then see the really cool stuff of family-like ministry. That's just the beginning point. I think the real cool stuff happens when it comes home. And then my daughter now has a Bible of her own that we read from every night. And she gets to think of that as her own. And we get to talk about faith together as we are doing our devotions together. And so family life ministry, that's the partnership. It begins often in church. So you take this ritual moment of handing over the scriptures and then it comes home. And that's where family life ministry, I think, really gets its center and its, its most important point is starting in church and coming home. We are learning about directors of Family Life Ministries and the Family Life Ministry program at Concordia University Ann Arbor today. Our guest is Reverend Dr. Theodore Hopkins. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon.
Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we are learning about Family Life Ministry at Concordia University Ann Arbor and Directors of Family Life Ministries. Our guest is Reverend Dr. Theodore Hopkins, Associate Professor of Theology and Program Director for Pre-Seminary and Family Life Ministry. I love the the personal examples that you've been able to share about a family life ministry and what that means for you and your own congregation and having a director of family life ministries in your congregation, how that's made a difference for you, your congregation, your family. I, I think the, those examples are really helpful. What does a student study in order to prepare to become a director of family life ministries? So when it comes to academics, our students take a a wide swath of courses. They take them in theology, psychology, and sociology. So in addition to the courses in family life ministry itself, because like our students, they need to understand human development. They work with children and people of all ages. So from infancy to, to old age. And so they've got to understand how do people develop and uh, how do we reach people of all ages? Of course, they, they need to understand how families work and how to support strong families. And that's both from a biblical perspective and from a sociological one. They need to know how relationship dynamics work and how to resolve conflicts within the family and within the church. In each one of those, I've got specific courses in mind, families and society, family dynamics and resource management of, of those, those two courses. And then, of course, they need to know the scriptures, right? They need to know the Old and New Testament. They need to know Lutheran theology. They've got to know how to teach and proclaim the gospel of Jesus. And that's both to people inside and outside the church. In addition to these things, they take a number of courses in kind of nuts and bolts of family life ministry. One of them is called Foundations, where they learn about um, implementing and even understanding a philosophy of family life ministry. And of course, that based on the Holy Scriptures. They learn practical skills like communication, listening skills, how to build teams through like team building exercise, how to do things, even basic things like giving a children's message or giving a devotion. And then there's all kind of the management or administration kind of things about recruiting volunteers, implementing your vision, managing family life ministry, writing a budget, running youth ministry program. There's a lot to do here. And of course, we try to get our students and not just try, we require the students get out into congregations themselves or they're doing a practicum and an internship and try to get them out early too in what we call our STEPS program. That's called, it's student training experiences for pre-church work students. And what I really like is when we get our family life students already in congregations from their sophomore year. So they're beginning to implement and think through what do these things mean on a practical level? Because theology and the scriptures and certainly family life ministry is always applied. I tell our students regularly that three is relationships. And that's not just an idea, but rather that is the relationships we actually build in communicating with one another and talking with one another. What do you, what do you really enjoy about your interaction with students, your ability to teach these students as they're being formed into church workers? What do you find joy in as you're able to do this? I've been doing this for eight years now, teaching here at Concordia Ann Arbor. And my heart is, is all about that theological formation of students, of forming them for ministry themselves. And really like, relational ministry that. So 
I think what I really love and appreciate there is being able to help them to see that the scriptures and theology are not just ideas and that ministry is not something that like happens just on Sunday morning. It's so often that they come in as, as freshmen, especially with, with a pretty narrow view of what theology is and what theology is. And I get to open their eyes here to see that like every waking moment is really an opportunity for relationship building and thus for ministry. And especially Lutheran theology is all about that distinction between law and gospel, which is an applied distinction. We have to come to listen to people and then share with them the Holy Scriptures in a way that for them so that they too can see that Jesus is their savior, that he came to earth to die for them, to rise, to give them life and get students to come to see how they too can share that awesome message of God's love in Jesus Christ for everybody. I mean, I, that's something I get extremely pumped up for. What does the internship experience look like for a DFLM student? Yeah. Uh, Great question, Andy. So we started with, we've got students still on what we're, I'm going to call the old program. And the old program had a 12 credit internship experience, which was a six month intensive experience. We, in our current program, our new program, we have just a three credit internship requirement. So it is over the semester. We're following the director of church ministries and having that same three credit requirement. And from my angle, what I think that really helps with is it gets students done in four years. So we had some challenges in the old program of being a very large program, and that didn't work for all of our students. And the current program is much more manageable across four years. And we want to make sure that we get students enough of that practical experience throughout the program. That's part of why I mentioned before that importance of getting them in already in their sophomore years into congregations so that maybe they don't have quite as as many hours across a, a narrow amount of time, but over their four years of university time here at Concordia Ann Arbor, they will have more years, if you will, with experience in ministry than they had before. How does that practical time across a longer span, how does that help in the formation and, and really get their, get their feet on the ground uh, earlier and, and really help to form them into the best church worker that they can be? Yeah, I think it makes such a difference, Sarah. So w what I see is students who start already in their sophomore year getting that experience. I've got a student, Molly, who is working in children's ministry already last year. And oh my goodness, the difference it makes for her as she got going here in her junior year. She was ready to think about her coursework as applying to specific things in the congregation in such a new way. Whereas if you don't get them going until they're a little bit later in the program, I think like in the practical things, they're not able to see the connections between what they're learning in the classroom to what they'll do in congregations. Whereas when you get them in early, they can begin to make those applications much more quickly. And then what, say, uh, Josh Kilman or I are doing in the classroom can be seen as, oh, this is actually practical and applicable. It's not just ideas, but we're really trying to get them to be able to put ministry into practice. 
Earlier, you painted a, a great picture for us with the examples from your own parish of what a director of family life ministries can do, what they're equipped to do in the parish. Anything you want to add to that for us to understand more about directors of family life ministries? There are a few things I think I could probably add to that. Mainly, though, I want to make sure that our hearers here get the sense that DFLM's, I think, focus on that partnership between home and church. And they are also focused on building up relationships. I think maybe a point I've not done best job of emphasizing is the sense of building the church itself as a family. I know uh, Josh in particular would, would not be happy with me if I didn't emphasize that that's a, a point that he really makes throughout the program, especially for those who don't have families. We recognize that well, everyone has a family in some sense, don't get me wrong, but many people who are, say, single, don't think that they relate to family life ministry. But a DFLM isn't just about like the, what, normal nuclear family kind of life, but a DFLM rather serves everybody of all ages and helps to build that church community together. Because it's not like it's just children who need to learn or grow in faith. It's all of us. And so the work of the DFLM is trying to build community across these age groups, not simply between parents and children, even if that is the traditional focus. And so within that, then DFLMs often lead like small group ministries, and they help to organize and support those kind of relationship building across the church. So what kind of young people generally enter this DFLM program? What kind of skills and, and abilities and interests are, are usually common among the students that come into this program? I think probably the most common thing is the, the love of people. Uh, that is to, simply to say that they tend to be more relationship-oriented people who want to themselves care for others and build strong relationships. And so we, we definitely attract students who are more people-oriented than task-oriented in general, which I think is certainly an important part of our, our program. Then I think the, the other group of students, I, I say that and then I think, well, you know, that's not entirely true about all of our students. We also attract a number of students who simply had a good experience with directors of family life ministry in their in their parish. Maybe it was a DCE even who simply emphasized like relationships themselves. And so students who had those kind of good experiences, they want to come to Concordia Ann Arbor so that they can also help serve others in a similar way. They want to bring them that same relationship building and gospel center perspective that they received in their church. Where are graduates of the Director of Family Life Ministry Program serving today? We've got students across the country serving in a variety of different roles. We have students serving in, of course, children's ministry, right? In thinking of Celia in Tennessee, we have graduates serving in kind of focus on, on youth ministry, We've got others who are doing the kind of work that I emphasized with, with Lexi of my own congregation. We, it's a little bit hard to kind of answer that question because of how many graduates there have been and the variety of ways in which they serve the church. What is your encouragement for young people who are during this, this vocation in church work? I think first I want to encourage them simply in church work in general, 
Like the church needs young people to, to think about themselves being ministers of the gospel, a commissioned and ordained. We need people to help lead people of all ages into faith, to, to grow them in the scriptures, knowledge of the scriptures, and in faith in Jesus Christ. It's a critical area today. And if someone is really interested in this kind of family focus and building those partnerships between home and church, then I'd absolutely encourage them to, to contact theodore.hopkins at cuaa.edu uh, via email. Look at our website, cuaa.edu, search family life ministry there and get to know more information. Or even if they want to learn more about family life ministry in general, go to the Concordia Center for the Family. That's www.concordiacenterforthefamily.org. And we'll share the link for the, uh, the program at Concordia University Ann Arbor in the program notes today as well. Dr. Hopkins, thank you so much for spending some time with us, helping us learn about family life ministry. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Theodore Hopkins, Associate Professor of Theology and Program Director for Pre-Seminary and Family Life Ministry at Concordia University, Ann Arbor. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.